listening to Ranking Tracks, part of CKCC Radio. And now your host, Jeff Trellowitz. And welcome to episode number 12 of Ranking Tracks. We are on CKC Radio. As usual, I am your host, Jeff, and I'm proud to be joined in the studio this time by one of the folk, the co-founders of CKCC Radio, Mr., and according to the wrestling podcast, Dapper Dan Peck. Yeah, he just called me Dapper on yesterday's episode. I don't know what. Is this episode 12? It is 12. 12. Twelve, yeah, episode 12 of my podcast. Yes, we'll go with that. And we're going to talk about a completely awesome classic rock album. You had actually requested this one, so why don't you go ahead and tell people what we're talking about. It is the eponymous debut of Boston. Because you didn't know eponymous means it's named after the name. Or as Chris likes to call it, we're going to talk about Boston, Boston. Boston, Boston. So, yeah, uh, doing some research on this album, it's it's a real easy album to get through. It's eight tracks, uh, 37 minutes and 41 seconds. It was recorded from October 1975 to April 76, released on August 25th, 1976. Uh, three tracks were released as singles, and they are the three tracks that you would consider off this album to be the, the top songs off so and they are tight a just those three songs yeah i think it's funny that they go one two three as well so i think it's funny that wikipedia considers this album hard rock i don't really consider boston hard rock i mean i don't know that classic rock necessarily is its own genre but it should be but to me this album uh, you know like oldies right it's just like once it's 20 years old it's just this different thing true So, this is definitely more than 20 years old because my dad was listening to this growing up. So Yeah, because this album came out a year before I was born. So, yeah. So, I mean, and again, I don't think Boston gets enough recognition for some of their songs because they they've put out some really epic songs over the years. But when you think of all-time bands, Boston's never listed in that category. This is one of the best albums ever, and it's their first album. Yeah, I mean, you look at debut albums, how rare they are to be probably their best album. You know, when I did Appetite for Destruction, that was one. When I did Hybrid Theory with Chris as well, that was one. So, I mean, there are some albums that are definitely the the debut album is the peak of that band. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right in and... I'm going to say that my least favorite song off this album is going to be track number four. It's a rock and roll band. And again, it's not necessarily a bad song. There was nothing really bad off this that I was like, oh, I can't wait for this song to end. But as I've mentioned on this podcast, I'm not a big story song fan. And this basically is the uh, autobiography song of the band. I mean, the, the opening my number four. <laughs> the the opening line is, "Well, we were just another band out of Boston." So, I mean, it literally is the the story of the band. And again, like I said, I didn't think it was a bad song. I just wasn't necessarily a big fan of it. So, all right, moving on, we're gonna go to track number. Hold on, let me take a look. It's track number five. It's smoking. 
and again, it's just yeah, about smoking. <laughs> yeah, literally, either smoking a cigarette. There's lines about cooking, so maybe they're, you know, because literally the the, the <laughs> chorus is, yeah, smoking, smoking. <laughs> We're cooking tonight. Just keep on looking, smoking, smoking. I feel all right, Mama. I'm not joking. So, yeah, this is my number six song, so that's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those songs that's just like, well, I just listened to it. (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, I I like that it's, you know, it was a good rock song, but it wasn't hard to see why this wasn't released as a single. All right, and next up on my list, we're going to talk about, it's going to be track number... Seven, something about you. What are your thoughts on this one? This is, you are uh, now, you're just taking my list, but putting it one earlier. (laughs) This is my number five. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, looking at the lyrics is just, when I get angry, I say things I don't want to say. I really mean it. I don't want to leave you this way. I couldn't help my reaction. I lose control. And I'm just like, eh, okay, well. The guy's got some anger issues, apparently, and but he keeps coming back to the same girl because he really likes her, no matter how much she pisses him off. All right, next up for me, and this is where I know I'm going to get some slack for, I do not like foreplay long time. I put, uh, foreplay long time is my bottom of the big three, but that still makes it number three. Yeah, like, I, I toy, like... I kept watching, like, of course, you know, it started off at three, and I just kept watching it drop a little bit, and I'm like, I'm probably going to get some slack for this, because, again, it is, it was one of the three singles, so, I mean, it was the... Which is weird, because it's a long song, so they had to cut the heck out of foreplay, probably. Yeah, because it's the longest song off the album by a great distance. It's seven minutes and 47 seconds long. And it just felt... That's why there's only three tracks on side A. Yeah, because the, the three longest songs off the album are off track, uh, off the first side, because 446, 502, and 747. When you look at Rock and Roll Band, is three minutes. You can fit two and a half Rock and Roll Bands in foreplay long time. And I, I know it's a popular song, and I'm just, out of all the Boston songs, I'm just like, it's an all right song, but I think... For me, it is too long, which is ironic because, you know, long time. It's a long time. I think yeah. I should be going. There were... doesn't wait for me. So I'm rolling. <laughs> the, the lyrics, well, I'm taking my time. I'm just moving on. No, you're not. It's a long song. <laughs> well, you'll forget about me after I've been gone. Yeah. And again, like. If the song was half the distance, because like it starts off with like a two and a half minute intro, which I guess is the foreplay part of the song, mm-hmm. I, I would have probably liked it. But I just this song just never really. Oh, just listen to the radio edit where they just like go right to the very end of foreplay and go into long. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I I knew this because I figure most people would have this in the at least the top half, and I'm just like. I wanted to try to keep it up there, but I just well, as I number five. Well, it's at least close to the top half. So, and now moving on, we're gonna talk about track number six, "Hitch a Ride." That's my last one. Ah, I, 
and, and that's your biggest disparity. Yeah, and again, that's what the whole point of this podcast is. The fact that you know you and I were pretty close up until this point. I don't think two people are ever going to be like nope. That not two people are going to have the exact same ranking for an entire album. There's there's just no way. And so looking at the lyrics again, nothing really that great. Gonna hitch a ride, head for the other side, leave it all behind, never change my mind. And I, again, I've mentioned I don't like rhyming songs either. So this song just has way too many forced rhymes to me. Day is night in New York City, smoke like water runs inside, steel idol, trees to pity. But the the song was a because it was very catchy. I was like, all right, I could put this a little higher on my list. What are, like what what made you not like this song? It didn't seem to like fit with the rest of the album. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, it, it seemed like there was just all of a sudden there was just this weird thing. That's why Let Me Take You Home Tonight almost got last place, but I liked it more than Hitch Right. Because Let Me Take You Home Tonight is completely different from the rest of the album. Yeah. And speaking of that, like the old hair metal thing where they just do a ballad out of nowhere. Well, of course, it's kind of like that. Every every no matter what genre it is, every almost every performer has one ballad on a song, on an album. How Ozzy has ballads, so. <laughs> well, he didn't close his eyes forever. And, and speaking of, let me take you home tonight. That is my third favorite because I am a sucker for a ballad, and I fully admit that. And that's my number seven, mate. Right? <laughs> All right, and then I have a feeling we'll probably match on the next two. I've got more than a feeling. Oh, yeah, probably. We'll probably I, I, we'll at least only be one off from each other in the, in the end here. Yeah, because at number two I have peace of mind. Oh, see, we are one off. All right, and, and again, I peace of mind. It could. This was one of those that it could have gone either way, but I just for me. Well, we'll get into it when we talk about it, but what was it about Peace of Mind that really put it at number one for you? Uh, I like the driving of the of the guitars. I think just the, the guitar works more impressive and aggressive. Oh, I could totally see that as well. I mean, again, for me, it was 1A, 1B. Either song could have been number one. You know, there's some albums that you're like, no, there's a definitive number one. With this one, it easily could have been peace of mind at one for me and more than a feeling at two. So, you know, there's there's not really a big drop-off between the two. Ah, and so that leaves at number one for me more than a feeling just because, again, when I think Boston, the first song that I think of is more than a feeling and how it is an epic air band song. Like... You can air guitar to that. You can air drum to that. It's just one of those great classic rock and roll songs. It's a song about another song. Yeah. You know, it featured in an episode of Scrubs. That's probably why I think of air bands when I think of it, because three of the members of the cast of Scrubs has to air band to this song, and they do it throughout the episode. So it, to me, it's just ingrained how it's just one of those songs that you can easily just rock the fuck out to. So, yeah, I mean, again, from top to bottom, there's not one skippable song on it. 
you know, it, it depends on your taste. But again, to me, and like you said, it's one of the great debut albums of all time. Yeah, they could just put out a Best of Boston and just re-release this album. And then put, you know, one or two other songs, you know, drop one of our lower ones and put Feel Like Making Love on instead. Yeah, it's it's a really... And I hadn't... I don't think I'd ever listened to it from start to finish until I did this ranking, which is another good thing I love about this podcast is it gives me an excuse to listen to new music instead of listening to the same song over and over and over again. So, uh, overall thoughts on uh, on the album or any other particular song? Oh, man, it's just... I could just pop on the side A and whatever at any time, really. Yeah. yeah. I, do, I do have it on vinyl. Oh, That's nice. When I got it, when I was doing the... Earlier this week when I did the listen and ranking. Nice. I on my vinyl copy. Yeah, I have, like, I used to collect vinyl back in the day, and then years ago I started a 45 collection, and fortunately through various moves I had to lose them all. And it doesn't help that I no longer have, even when I had the 45 collection, I didn't have a 45 player. They they were just taking up space. But I think nowadays you can get a pretty decent player for 100 even less. Oh, yeah. I, there was, I, I saw one that it was a radio cassette and vinyl for like 85 and I every time I walked in that store I'm like if I had a way of getting this home right now I would be buying it because it was kind of big so but yeah I mean I absolutely love you know to me the 70s and 80s are the best best time frame of music and this album fits perfectly in with it so plus it has a freaking spaceship on the cover bro hell yeah spaceships rule motherfucker like them and uh, uh, was it, uh, uh, ELO. Yep. <laughs> Got them spaceships, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I should definitely do an ELO album. That would be an interesting I'll one. I'll join you on the ELO. All right. I got a couple of those. Fun, fun fact uh, when I was growing up and I heard the song Evil Woman, I used to think the lyrics were, uh, He is a woman. So. <laughs> He is a woman. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. I oh, learned like on the patron show, but uh, music videos I was scared of as a kid. <laughs> learn about misheard lyrics on this show. <laughs> misheard lyrics are one of my favorite things in the world. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. <laughs> That's right. I have that book somewhere. Yeah. He's got the whole world in his pants. Yeah, I have uh, I have one of them. I can't remember which one I have, but yeah, I have one of them too. Somewhere. Yep. All right, well, for next episode, I'm going to go a little bit more recent. Have you heard Weezer's cover album that came out last year? I only heard uh, the, the Africa was Weird Al. Oh, yeah, no. So many great, like... Weezer singing TLC. Did they? <laughs> yep, they did Waterfalls. Yeah, oh, no, 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 they didn't do Waterfalls. No, 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 they didn't, they did no, uh, what's the... Scrubs? Yeah. Oh, God. And, like, it got, it's so good that even TLC was like, we can't argue with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy sexy cool right there. <laughs> hey, I saw what you did there. I got that reference. Um, that, like, I, I love cover stuff, because, like... Actually, we should maybe in a future one we do Rush's cover album. 
I'm not a huge Rush fan, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a it's shot. A cover out. No, I All right. It's really great. It's called Feedback. It's so good. Yeah, and I, I do, me too. I love, like, cover songs to me are either really, really great or really, really bad. One of the worst cover songs I have ever heard is The Flaming Lips doing Bohemian Rhapsody. It is as bad as it sounds. I heard them do some The Who stuff, and that was pretty good. Maybe they just See, the issue with the covers is what do you do? Do you do it as on point as possible, or do you try to make it your own? And then there's mistakes to be made with both, right? Yeah, yeah. and they tried to make it their own, and it was not good. And then I, I'm trying to remember, I heard one other one that was just... Michael Jackson covering the Beatles, and it was awful. I can't remember which one it was, but I'm just like... Oh, is it uh, um, Come Together? Yeah. I was like, no, I, I like Michael Jackson, I like the Beatles, but this was just awful. Alright, so that's going to be on next week. Dan, I want to thank you for joining me for this week. Well, thank you for having me. Of course, and of course, like I said, you are welcome back anytime. I do have you listed for a couple other albums, so we will definitely get to that down the line as well. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 12 of Ranking Tracks. And don't forget to check out the newest podcast of the CKCC Radio Network. It is The Nerd Table with Chris and Eric. Check it out. Pilot episode drops, well, it's already out now, so take a listen. All right, have a good one, everybody.